0: Yo, yo, yo. What is up? Welcome to Riffs on Tap, episode number 52. I'm your host, Alejandro. Joined as always by... Riley. Welcome back, Riley. Uh, we Thank missed you. you. It's been, yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. It has been a while. And um, it's, uh, last week's episode was very different, but we're happy to be back uh, to more of a normal format. Uh, and we are celebrating 52 weeks of podcasts. That's a, a year's worth of podcast if you go weekly um
1: did you think we we're gonna get here uh not at all honestly i figured we'd get like a month and then just get bored of it but here we are over a year later
0: we are a year later and we're still talking about music and sports and the wacky adventures we get into uh, i know riley has a lot of wacky adventures to tell us about I'll or work. if he's willing to tell us about some of the crazy adventures he's been going on lately i don't know if you want to get into it or not uh, you did some cool stuff recently.
1: I mean yeah, we went to so I'm not a big fan of Oklahoma, you know, just as a as a Texan, you know, them boys from Oklahoma rolled their joints all wrong. Um, <laughs> but yeah, took a family vacation to Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Didn't get into a lot of crazy stuff. I mean I was drunk the whole time naturally, but went to a concert. Uh, That's
0: what I want to hear about the concert. I saw some of the videos uh, from that. It Looked pretty lit. It
1: was a definitely. It was a cool place. Very interesting. So it's like a yeah, kind of old time ta- old time saloon kind of vibes. Um, it was a Texas country guy, Hayden Haddock. Um, I, I, so what perpe- perplexed me was so I you know I go into a country concert. I get dressed up right. I'm nice boots. My jeans. Pearl snap shirt and my cowboy hat. Mm-hmm. Just what you wear to a country concert. Very standard scene you wear it many f- times. I figured it was the same thing in Oklahoma, right? Apparently it's not because I think there were five out of the couple hundred people that were there that had uh, similar dress wear as me. I think only four <laughs> people had cowboy hats. Uh, it was Ooh. very disappointing. Wait,
0: so what were what, what were people wearing?
1: Just like? like regular like trucker hats and stuff and... So no, the there real were, people I mean, there who were listening to country music. Yeah, there were boots and stuff, but just like not a lot of Was it hats. like
0: jeans and t shirts? Yeah. Jeans, T shirts, cowboy boots. I
1: feel like I feel like if you
0: if you asked me to describe the average country music fan, I would say they probably wear boots six out of seven days a week. They wear a pair of Wrangler jeans. They wear a T shirt that usually says something that's maybe offensive. It's, you know, up to whoever's reading it to decide. Yeah. And uh, they wear a trucker hat. Price of John Deere on it or Cummins.
1: I mean, that's what I wear most of the time. I'm, I don't have a problem with that attire. I'm just saying, like, if you're going out for the night, you know, dress up a little bit.
0: No, I totally feel you. It's like with the EDM scene. Uh, a lot of the girls will wear, like, these crazy outfits. Yeah. And the guys will wear colorful shirts and this and that. Um, more and more, if you're if you're very fit, a lot of the guys just don't wear shirts at all. They're yeah. just... Uh, which is terribly nasty when you're, like in a room crammed with people and there's just a shirtless dude sweating on you. Yeah. I had that, I had that happen recently, actually. Now that I'm thinking about it. We were, uh, me and my girlfriend, we were at a show, uh, in San Marcos. We were seeing, uh, Oh man, now I'm blanking. And who the hell we were seeing? We're seeing someone. Um, Oh, it was Eptic. That's right. It was when we met Eptic. Yeah. We had this one dude, we were at the back of the, um, uh, at the wall at the mark there. And uh, we're just chilling. And all the dude and this dude, this sweaty dude, just shirtless sweaty dude, is just going hard. Like, he was quiet pretty much the whole show. And as soon as the headliner came out, he was going hard. Like, he was throwing shoulders and elbows yeah. and going crazy. And, like, I was like, oh, dude, man, this guy was... He was, like, a nightmare to be against. We had to, like, leave and move away. because was, And we were crammed. There was no place to go. And we were like, we just need to be anywhere but next to this fucking weird sweaty guy.
1: Well, and it's... it's- so it's one thing, you know, if you touch someone who, who's sweaty with a shirt on, right, that it's you don't want to do it, but it's not as gross. There's just something even more gross about the shirtless sweaty. And it's like in basketball practice, you have to guard the guy without the shirt who's just fucking <laughs> drenched in sweat. It's disgusting. <laughs> if you're in the weight room and you're spotting a guy who's shirtless. Like It's fucking disgusting. I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about the shirtless aspect. It's still sweat.
0: We uh we have this this person uh that I work with who uh, he's someone who is in fantastic shape, hard worker, wonderful guy, wonderful person, um but I guess as he's gotten a little bit more comfortable at work, he just takes his shirt off sometimes. Yeah. Like the other day I was I was sitting there and I was waiting for everyone to come in and they're washing equipment and this guy goes oh my seat's wet he looks around like for like a half a second and goes well there's no towel around so he just takes his shirt off and starts cleaning his seat and then throws it back on and I was like what was what? so what
1: that just doesn't make any sense to me because the now you're you're still gonna be wet right <laughs> you just wanted to fucking take your shirt off if you but want to take your shirt off just I mean. take <laughs> your shirt off right? that's what I mean
0: I feel like you would just want to take a shirt off but I guess because of like HR and work like yes please keep your shirt on like yeah. but for him he's just like get a good sweat in might as well take my shirt off you know cool off a bit with the breeze nah man hey you we, policy work policy we we need you to keep the shirt on
1: yeah
0: um but yeah exactly now your fucking shirt's wet well i probably was already wet from the sweat but like i guess your butthole's not wet like it, it sucks having like a weird like a like a wet butt especially if it's early in the morning yeah that's true um, but it's the end of the day. I know you're going home and you're going to shower and, and just fucking get your pants a little wet. Yeah. But yeah, there I um he's the first person I've met as of recently who's one of those uh take his shirts off as any time possible person. I'm just like, I don't know. Have you ever had people like that who like they just start taking off clothes as soon as like they can. Like, yeah. They get so, home.
1: well, we have a roommate, I guess, who shall be remained nameless. I'll remain nameless uh yeah we have a roommate who just walk out in his underwear you know <laughs> <clears throat> he does do that there
0: yeah. was oh man uh that uh, nameless roommate there was one time i don't remember what i was doing i was in the kitchen or whatever and i think I was like cooking food or something and he just comes out just like collared shirt just underwear and he's like and someone knock on the door and he's like oh i think that's my my grub or uber eats or whatever and i was like and he was like do you think you can grab it for me? I don't have any pants on. And I was like, I don't know, man. Like, your room's right there. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? I got you. I got you. He's like, you should have left it at the door. And I was like, I got you. Don't worry.
1: I mean, they're, like, after a shower or something, I might walk out without a shirt on. But that's a little different. Yeah. You know, I'm not just walking around the house with with just underwear. Like, be like, that's weird, right?
0: I, yeah, I, always, I always throw in a pair of shorts. And I'm just like i me just hop. I got to run to the restroom real quick. Yeah. I do the I do the thing where, because, like, where the, the arrangement of the house is, uh, I, like, peek my head out the door and look both ways. I'm like, all right, no one's here. Let me run to the bathroom real quick.
1: Well, even, so, like, even if it's just me at the house, I don't, like, have, like, not having shorts on. I always yeah. like to have shorts on.
0: I am, I've always grown up as a clothes-on person. Like, yeah i it's weird because i've met people in my life who were like as soon as they get home they just start taking off clothes and i'm just like i don't know that's kind of weird like i don't even do that in my own house like yeah. even alone i would be like like because there was a period of time in college where i was living in the apartment by myself like literally the only person with the key like it's my apartment like i don't have my room moving for another month or so still i am full clothes in the house constantly i I've just that's how i grew up
1: well i mean that's like i'm more comfortable like that same unless yeah. it's really hot i'll take my i'll take my shirt off then yeah or i'm just more i feel more comfortable with clothes on throw some I, basketball shorts on a baggy t-shirt perfect exactly and like for me and you that is our standard wear
0: around the house is yeah baggy t-shirt and shorts Yeah. Which i don't know that that is the most comfortable um but you know i want to get into some music stuff uh i wanted to hear your thoughts on some of these new additions to acl uh, as well as we have the day by day lineup, which I can pull up here to take a look at. Um, I wanted to see just kind of what you feel and what you're thinking. Um, the two big ones were Culture Club and Death Cab for QG, as well as Marcus Mumford. Curious to hear your thoughts on those.
1: I'm, I mean, I'm excited for Marcus Mumford. I've always wanted to see Mumford and Sons, but I guess the Sons can't make it. Uh, but I, I know Marcus Mumford is coming out with a new album. Uh, I think next month and he just released his first single off of it haven't listened to it yet but uh, I mean I'm excited to see him very great songwriter love him Death Cat for Cutie I am thrilled for I love them very sad boy music but I fucking love sad boy music they're great obviously. live yeah um, Culture Club I know like, the hits I don't know I have never deep dove into their music uh, I don't know it'll be cool to see them for sure though
0: So, uh, culture Club. one of the reasons why I'm super excited is one, I do really like their music, but, uh, you were going to have boy George on stage and with him, you just don't know what you're going to get. You never know what's going to happen. So I think it, it'll make for an exciting show. Um, but I've got the day by day lineup here and, um, you know, I don't know how much you've looked at this or how much you've really thought about it, but I've already just briefly glanced at some possible conflicts.
1: Yes. I, I know Sunday for sure. I, th- I mean, well, it, Sunday just doesn't make sense to me. Uh, I, don't, I don't think they should have had Red Hot Chili, Chili Peppers and Paramore play on the same day. Uh, I, I just, For whatever reason, that doesn't make sense to me. I think it's interesting um, that with
0: us having so many more headliners, I guess, this year, because we have The Chicks, SZA, Pink, Flume, Lil Nas X, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Casey McAry, Paramore... We have a lot of headliners, more than just having them close out Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. So we were going to get a situation on Sunday where who gets the, who gets that other main stage, Casey or Paramore, obviously red out chipers are going to get the first one. And so just in the way they've organized the lineup, it looks like closing out will be uh, the peppers and Casey yeah. and Paramore will close out one of the two smaller stages, but are still will still have a massive crowd for her for them. Um same on Saturday. I think a little issue. We got Pink, Flume, Lil Nas X, and Diplo. Um it's gonna be hard to see y- you may be able to see Diplo and run over for Flume. Yeah. You may be able to see Lil Nas X and run over for Pink or Flume, but it's gonna be difficult. You're gonna be running across the festival grounds for
1: those. And I wish uh Friday It seems like they put the weaker ones up there. Uh, I mean, I love the chicks, Dixie chicks. I'm going to always call them Dixie chicks. Um, I love them, but SZA, I've never been a huge fan of. Uh, I mean, I love Phoenix as well, but I don't know. I feel like they just didn't put any strength into that lineup. Yeah, it really feels because I would understand, for me personally...
0: Phoenix is a standout uh, of those top five bands there. Your yeah. five bands that are the in, in the biggest lettering are the Chick, a Phoenix, Nathaniel Radcliffe and the Night Sweats, and Billy Strings. And look, I, I don't know much about Billy Strings or Nathaniel or Ratliff.
1: So I, I will say so I love Nathaniel Ratliff. I think he's great. Uh, also so Billy Strings is probably one of the greatest guitar players in the world right now. Perfect. That's why we. Yeah, they're you know. they're fantastic. Uh, I don't know how big of a crowd they're gonna draw. Nathaniel Ratliff might draw draw a bigger crowd. They have some songs that I I know I've played for you and you've heard. Uh, Billy Strings. I don't see him drawing a huge crowd.
0: Yeah, and that's what makes it a bit interesting because with their position on the lineup, given just historically, we're gonna see obviously the Chicks and Sizzle close out your two main stages on either end of the festival. Phoenix and Nathaniel Ratliff will close out the like the we're, I'll give them a couple names because they're they usually are the same sponsors every time the Miller Light stage, which is next to uh, one of the other main stages, and the T Mobile stage, which always has uh, a really big draw. Um, I it's it's I don't know, it's 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 an interesting Friday because yeah. even when you look down the lineup, um, for weekend two, when we're going, the next person I see is the third line which is purple disco machine. He's a DJ that I would like to see followed by Noah Cyrus, which would be super cool. And then Benny, um, glaive is another person I'm excited for, but beyond that, I'm just, yeah, Friday's for sure. Definitely
1: the weakest of all the yeah. days by
0: a large margin too.
1: And it's so like, if Zach Bryan, if he was playing both weekends, he would be higher on the I think he would probably take over Billy String's spot as a headliner, uh, I think Carly Rae Jepsen, as much as I don't like her, would move up as well if she was playing both weekends. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, yeah, no, it's just—I mean, I'm still excited to go and see everything, but it's just not—definitely not a strength day.
0: I um, think—so I've already got the time off for this Friday. I'm still going to show up at Doors Open— because I'm really looking to see to be surprised by some of these people I know nothing about. Yeah. Um, and I think Friday could be the best day to to learn some new people.
1: hundred oh, percent. I don't think it's going to be very busy that day, Mm-mm. especially early on. But, um, so Friday,
0: you know, it's what it is. Saturday, though, this is where we can start talking about some of these conflicts. Just off of the top line here, Pink and Flume going to headline your main stages to close out the day. Yeah. Lil Nas X and Diplo. Like I said, Miller light and T-Mobile Diplo will be at T-Mobile. I just, they always put DJs on that stage for some reason, um, in recent years. So I'm, I'm picking, he's going to be on that one. Then wallows and Deathcap for cutie. I see them kind of being main stage before your headliners, which would be kind of nice. I think, you know, um, you know, that's, that's a possibility they have that new state that's across the street, the Barton Creek stage, Death Cat for accused Wallace easily could end up there. Same time as Diplo and Lil Nas X. Um, those three tend to all run at the same time. Cause there's no sound conflict. Um, it's the line next to it that I'm really struggling. It's got big gigantic. I think they will lead right into Diplo. They'll be on the same stage Yeah. or Sophie Tucker, both electronic acts. I think if they want to keep a a vibe at a certain stage, you keep one of those two to open for Diplo. Um, And then even before them, you got Purple Disco Machine on weekend one there. So that could cause an interesting call. If you're an EDM fan, there's a very good chance you can sit at one stage and watch three fantastic acts just straight EDM there. Um, But yeah, the the amount of headliners and, and star players we have here in these first two lines... I, you're not gonna get to see all of
1: them. Well, and it's, it sucks. Gonna, it's definitely gonna suck when Wallows and Death Deathcap for Cutie are playing at the same time. Because I would love to see both of them. Exactly. I, I'd, I'd feel like they one of them should either switch to Friday or Sunday. Maybe move Lil Dirk to Saturday. I don't. Yeah, yeah, it's
0: it's interesting since they went to the two weekend system. I thought, okay, it'll be okay. I'm gonna miss some people, and I'm not gonna. Uh, you know, I, I have to make a decision. Uh, I'm a weekend two person. I, I just really prefer going in weekend two. Uh, it's a little later in October, a little cooler, hopefully. But the way that they have the weekend one, weekend two is Deathcap for Cutie being only weekend two. They just threw him into Saturday yeah. when they easily, assuming no conflicts, could have threw him into Friday. And yeah. I think they would have they would have uh, really succeeded a little
1: bit um when i think because you also have to think i feel like they share a similar fan base wallows yeah. and death Cat for cutie whereas it, i mean it'd be a lot easier for people oh i don't want to see wallows let me go see little dirk or zoo right
0: exactly the o- the only argument i'll make is not for to not move zoo to saturday is because then you've placed pretty much all of your edm artists in one day yeah and um that's you're you're gonna screw i think you make more money on single day single day tickets if you spread them out so people go damn it i'll get two days or maybe i'll just buy the three-day pass if you can spread out those artists a little bit more um better for ticket sales um but yeah saturday just seems a little too stacked um and not saying sunday isn't because i think sunday may be the best day of the festival in my opinion yeah i agree um, so looking at our headliners here, our top, our top billing here, we got red Hot chili papers, uh, red Hot chili peppers and Casey Musgrave closing out on the big stages. Paramore zoo. Lil Durk will probably do Miller Lite, T-Mobile Barton Springs. Now who's going to open for who this next line is just stacked. Marcus Munford spoon goose, Oliver tree, big wild Japanese breakfast, the Maria's and young blood.
1: It would make sense for someone like Marcus Mumford to open for Casey Musgraves. That's, I think I, that would make the most musical sense. Uh, the chili Peppers, I have no idea. Ma- I'm, I mean, I think just in terms of weirdness, put Oliver Tree before them. Oh, my God. That would be so
0: insane. Because yeah. <laughs> um, I feel – so there's two – series of thoughts that I've always gone with, but going to these festivals, you can either stack a stage all day with the genre. And those fans know, I want to listen to rappers. This is the stage. All the rappers are going to play here. You get early in the day. You got like a, you know, an up and coming rapper mid afternoon. You got like a, you know, a well-established rapper. And then at the end, you got your headlines. You got your Drake's, your Eminem's, your Kendrick's. I'm hoping we do keep a theme here rather than the other school of thought is thought of, which they have done in the past of you can have Skrillex on a stage and he's opened by some fucking country group that makes no fucking sense. Um, and it split the crowd. You, your fans who are going to come for that country dude or whatever are going to come there and they are not staying for Skrillex, which clears out the stage for you. So other fans can come in. It rotates the fans through, rather than having them sit there all day yeah um if they keep themes my money's on spoon spoon local austin band uh been around for years and years and years i know you've heard some of their songs in movies you just haven't realized they have a lot of songs in movies i think they will open for the red hot chili peppers and i think oliver tree will probably uh be the person before zoo if i had to guess on that one uh, Japanese breakfast before Paramore, uh, or even Casey. I think, uh, the vibe is very similar. Uh, the Maria's probably will just be at the same time as like young blood and Bia somewhere around there. Um, but hopefully I'll get to see if, if I had to put, if I had to like have a perfect Sunday, I would love to see Oliver tree. Marcus Mumford, and Red Hot Chili Peppers, but I don't think that's going to be possible. Decisions will have to be made.
1: Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I wish I could go see Casey as well, but I'm obviously choosing the Peppers over them, or over her, any day of the week. So. I'm, I'm.
0: you know, I'm going to probably end up at the Peppers. I have seen them multiple times before, and they are fantastic. I love them. They're great. They're going to put on a good show. Um. I'm curious to hear what my mom's going to say, because she's a big Casey Musgrave fan. Yeah. And so I'm curious if she's going to try to pull me over to that side. And I've seen Casey multiple times. She's fantastic. I love her. She's the weed-smoking fucking country singer that I think we needed. Um, You know, I love Willie. Willie's great. But, like... Also, um, I
1: mean, Texas gal, you know?
0: Exactly. Represent Texas. We have a Texas female country... Or weed smoking country singer, you know, it's got all the things. If you're a Texas fan, if you're a Texas 100%. person, um, so I don't know. I'm 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 curious to see what her thoughts are on it. I think she's going to lean towards Casey because she's seen the Peppers multiple times, and uh, but right now the Peppers they're getting older. I want to see them. You know, I don't know when the next time I'm ever going to get to see them again. Yeah. Um. Overall, man, I'm really excited for for this lineup. I do understand uh people who have uh complained about this lineup saying oh how come so-and-so's not there or this isn't the lineup i was hoping for um but every year we always surprise ourselves we find those hidden gems and you're hearing the songs on the radio a year later and go oh man i remember so-and-so
1: when I like, feel like i mean that's the main point i feel like of these music festivals yes you're gonna have your big stars that come but i feel like a lot of it is in the details you want to Just explore and go find new music. I think that's what festivals were created for. No,
0: exactly. And so that's why, you know, my mentality on festivals is that you got to play the hits. You are, this is the best time to make new fans. Someone may have bought a ticket specifically to go see Flume, but they decided to get there early. And now they're listening to... You know, purple disco machine. Never heard of him before, and go, wow, this guy actually makes some pretty good music. You know, I wonder if he's made any songs by Flume, and really he probably played a Flume song in his set. Yeah, um, is a great opportunity uh, to to find your next favorite artist. Is uh, getting there early to these festivals, like Disco Cowboy. Who is he? I want to know more about Disco Cowboys. That's the two great
1: things: Disco and Cowboys. I mean, does he play country disco? Like, is that? Ooh, what a good genre. That would be, oh man, That'd be a very interesting genre. Disco oh, music with a fiddle. I mean, <laughs> you mentioned the Bee Gees with the fiddle. It would have been even bigger. <laughs> I feel like that's like um, where
0: I've been headed musically in my listening has been more housey, disco, more of a soulful feel to things. And I'm like, dude, let's just add country to the mix. Yeah. Let's really let's throw a wrench in there. What can you do with this? Um, Diplo actually would probably be your guy because he has that one country album. The Thomas West Diplo presents Thomas Wesley's snake oil, whatever. And it actually was a really good album. I don't know if you, if you listened to it or not. I think I heard
1: a couple songs off of it.
0: Uh, I loved it. I thought for someone being mostly an EDM fan, I was like Diplo making a country album. And, uh, I think he, he killed it. I think he really proved just how great of a producer he is. Yeah um but overall super excited really looking forward to uh acl this year um i do we talked about something earlier today that i wanted to get your thoughts on so i was here at my desk scrolling tiktok as i do and uh anytime i see the sponsored uh little tag pop up on the bottom left it's an instant scroll through i know there's no need for me to waste my time here let's move on I saw a TikTok, saw the sponsored, and went, "Oh, wait a minute!" Very little description there, so I could just see the at and then sponsored, and it was uh, Mr. Noah Khan. Music was yeah. the at, and it was a uh, Noah Khan playing uh, one of his uh, new tracks, and uh, great, great TikTok, great track. Noah Khan, fantastic musician. But I'm curious, your thoughts about artists paying for? sponsored or promoted tweets and TikToks and stuff. How do you, curious, how do you feel about that? Not just him, but all artists.
1: I mean, I feel like for most artists, it's not them doing it, it's their label. They don't really have much of a say in the marketing aspect. Uh, I I don't think you can hold it against the artist too much. I think it's the power that these record labels have that is unfair, where you get, you know, like in Texas, like local Texas artists, a lot of them are independent artists because they don't want to, sell out, quote unquote, and go with a big label. Uh, even though it might blow up their career, they're very, uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, self-made. They're self-made, but they're just, I don't know, you're content, I guess, with where you are, sort of. I feel like that's a bad word for it, but I think when you see an artist like Noah Khan, he has a sponsored ad, it's definitely not him. He has said many times he hates having to push all these ads and stuff before you can release music. Um. Uh, yeah I don't know I don't think you can hold it against the artist so one artist that I thought
0: had a really fun time with uh, this kind of advertising was uh, Mr. Young Gravy he had a promotion for a single coming out that he had with Chief Keef uh, Tampa Bay Bus Down which fucking fantastic song but his label said you have $5,000 to spend on advertising you can spend it any which way you want how would you like to spend it And would you like to know what my boy decided to spend his $5,000 on? I would love to. He spent it on advertising on a specific website. What website did he choose? Well, that is our favorite orange and black website, Pornhub. And I remember, uh, I remember going, uh, being on the website, being like, is that an ad for Young Gravy right there? And being like, fuck, yeah, that was. And he was so proud of it, too. He was like. That's legendary. Exactly. Exactly. So, from that perspective, that taught me that, like, artists do have some say. The labels may push to do promotions and smart tweets, but some artists do have some say in it. Yeah, This, this label was very willing to give them full freedom, because no label's going to say yes to that. Yeah, But they gave him full freedom, so they just, he went ahead and did it. Um, so, I'm curious, you know, if Noah Khan was playing the long game, the smart game, and picking to use TikTok
1: as his like delivery method. Probably. I mean, and he does he posts a lot about his single on TikTok and a lot of them have gotten viral. I think it's probably the easiest social media to get a viral video.
0: Which is crazy because if you're a social media manager for a company and you're trying to promote your product, Instagram and t- and, and Twitter were the go-to's. It was just like, hey, we pay for your promoted tweet, whatever. People are going to see it. They're engaging with it. Bam. <coughs> ba End of story. TikTok, outside of the sponsored content, if you're trying to just do the bedroom acoustic guitar thing, whatever, it's so crazy how many people blow up. Yeah. And there is no strategy to it. Sometimes a video just doesn't hit. Yeah. Even like I would love to take a test on TikTok's algorithm by posting the same video like once a day for over the span of a month and see if any of them perform any better than any others and change up the time of day. Maybe you posted at 2 p.m. rather than 11 a.m. and you got. 50% Fifty percent more views that way. Yeah, the algorithm on TikTok is so crazy of how which videos get selected to be pushed forward.
1: Yeah, and uh, there's a lot of people I follow, uh, whether it's comedy or music shit or whatever. They'll have one video that has over a million views and five hundred thousand likes, whatever it is. Then all their other ones are like a thousand views. And it's like what what was different about this one?
0: Exactly. And you probably went in to look at some of the other videos, just like yeah, pick and choose and look yeah. at some and they're probably pretty good still. Yeah. Um, it is so weird. Um, and so like I know for me personally that I'm just like whenever I make a TikTok, which is not often, I'm just like, okay, if I can just average a thousand views, like, all right, I can just coast by on that and I can build a following very slowly. Um, but yeah, it's so random. Some videos you'll just get one view and, and others, you'll just randomly just get thousands of views, and it yeah. just doesn't make any sense.
1: I think my brother has a TikTok. It has like five hundred and something thousand. Oh, his views. came
0: up on my feed, yeah. uh be- because you know probably because of your phone number and everything, and uh, I followed him into because every video he had was hilarious. It was great. Um, but yeah, I saw that video that has like uh, over like five hundred thousand views or whatever. Yeah. Oh, fantastic, great video. Um. Ooh, So one thing I, th- I noticed today about TikTok, just to stay on the TikTok train here, is I feel like when I get very knowledgeable TikToks and I learn something new, it doesn't seem to stick as well as if I would have watched a YouTube video on it. And I wonder if it's the short format or the fact that you go through so many videos, it's easy to just lose them and forget you even watch them because you're being fed so much content
1: all at once. I would say it's a mixture of both. I know I can watch a long YouTube video and then watch like five more after it. If I watch one TikTok and then watch, you know, 10 to 20 after that, I'm probably going to forget about that first one I saw. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a mixture of, it's shorter and you're just viewing a lot of them.
0: Yeah. It's because I I feel like, I feel like I need to start bookmarking the informative TikToks because I feel like there's good info here and I'm like, I'll remember that later never can remember it. Like there's this one TikToker who I'm very thankful. I follow him and he pops up on my for you page frequently. So I remember him. I don't know about you. I don't ever really go to my following page. I don't no, never. go to the feed of people I follow, which is weird because everyone's I've done it a couple times lately and I go, Oh, I forgot about this creator. Wow. What yeah. a great video. And I realize just how good of some of the people I follow. Um, but there's this one dude who I've seen you some of videos about multi potentialites. And people who they have a lot of ideas and a lot of cool stuff, but when they start doing them, they either like realize like, oh, it's too difficult or not possible or this, that. And they start and stop many projects, many, many projects, over and over and over again. I love every one of his videos. And just like how to break that cycle of start and start and start end. This podcast being one of those things that we started and kept going that I'm really happy that we did. Uh, I was worried about starting this this podcast and stopping after a month exactly like you said yeah um it's good to keep to a schedule it's good to keep to a little bit of a routine sometimes
1: it is i think and it's something that you can kind of look forward to you know i I know wednesdays or thursdays we're going to record look forward to that try to think of some stuff to say which i never do uh sometimes i never works yeah but (laughs) i mean yeah
0: um but yeah no it, it, his, it i would definitely check out his, his his channel if you have a chance i know i sent you a couple tiktoks and i'll post his link somewhere um uh, about it or i'll post it i'll stitch a video on the riffs on tap Tik tiktok account which we don't have any videos up but we do have videos um i've had a lot of ideas in my head i know you've had some ideas as well so keep an eye on, on that as a, a new social media is it's at riffs on tap uh, how thankful I got that! This fantastic name for this podcast is yeah. not being used anywhere for no, anything. It's great. I got the website. We got yeah. the usernames. It's great. I love it. Um, so keep an eye on that. You may see one of our TikToks. Uh, I've got a lot of cool music to show y'all. I think it would be fun as a TikTok as a medium for showing new music, um, as well as just some other cool stuff. But yeah, um, I want to talk about sports. Though so we yeah. um, so we've got a lot coming up. Football, we're getting closer and closer to football. I
1: think 40 days now. Yeah. till the start of the regular season.
0: And for um, soccer, for English football, we have two weeks from tomorrow for the start of English football. Uh, I think the first game of the season is like Arsenal-Crystal Palace. Yeah. Which... Arsenal should destroy Crystal Palace. It should be a really easy game. But it's nice to have football on a Friday night. It's weird. Uh, Normally it's Saturday, Sunday, but I'm happy. I'll take it. Football on a Friday night. Um, My team, the Tottenham Hotspur, they've made quite a few signings. we made six signings. Cristiano Ronaldo. Dude, what's going on with him, man? I don't
1: know. I don't know where he's going.
0: He's going somewhere. Well, so the latest story I read with him was he was expecting Real Madrid to to uh to buy him back essentially he didn't want to be at Manchester United anymore and then Atletico uh, Madrid also were in talks of purchasing Ronaldo but those fell through and then I guess Ronaldo was expecting Bayern Munich to pick him up since they lost their striker Robert Lewandowski to Barcelona but Bayern has confirmed saying no we're good we don't need him
1: I I mean he's older he's what mid-30s yeah costs a lot of money just not w- really worth all the hassle that comes with signing him
0: yeah and he's not performing at united he's not getting the play time he wants um and he just doesn't seem happy there yeah uh, and and i get that's where he started his career that was that was like his first big club um but I don't know. It's just not a good fit. It's not a good fit, and it sucks because now he's out of options. He has not reported to preseason at all. He can come uh, to America. Derek
1: Bale just signed with the LAFC. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, dude, that's but fucking But I think it's awesome. only like a six-month deal through like the World Cup. Yeah. So we can focus on the national shit. But
0: yeah. If you focus on nationals, well, Wales isn't going to go anywhere.
1: No, I mean, they suck, but that was, I think that was his reasoning
0: yeah, I feel bad because not like if, not because he's falling off. If he was just born a few miles different than where he was born, he'd be on the English national team, and he would just coast the fucking World Cups. Yeah, the English national team is very stacked for the most part. Um, on paper, they're 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 a classic. Like they remind me of the Yankees, where it's like they're so stacked on paper. There's no reason why we should ever lose a game. Yeah, yet we continue to disappoint every single year the u.s team it's a little different we've had our stars we've had a good roster of guys but the u.s national team just football
1: just isn't as big here it's getting better we got a lot of young stars or young stars in the making now but it's still a few years away from possibly contending for a world cup yeah, and
0: it sucks because we have all the resources in the world. We we should be producing high-class talent just by the numbers. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, maybe it, it it's hard because um uh, I think there used to be a rule in European football where you it was I think it was a La Liga rule. You had to have players from Spain on your team and yet you could only have like x amount of international players. Um, with all those rules being gone away, you think a lot of these American players would instantly just go play for yeah. some of these bigger leagues, but a lot of them end up in the MLS, which is not the quality or level of, uh, skill you need to order to perform on the biggest stage when it comes to world cup time. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a big flaw is dude, listen some people over. I know Tottenham had signed this one dude for a while who he looked like he was going to be real hot shit um and he's still developing. He's still young, and we put him on loan. I think we then tr- traded him, Um, so he's not with the Spurs anymore, but he was the first real American. Where I was like, oh, shit, we got an American over yeah. here? Fuck yeah,
1: like play him every minute. Like, I want this guy. I think the only American getting significant playing time over there now is Kristen Pulisic. Pulisic? Yeah. Uh, I think that's the only guy, though. Weston he- McKinney, I think is another one. I, I don't know who. I think he plays in Germany.
0: Yeah. But... Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know what what the deal is with these American players. Maybe they're just not that good. And maybe that's why these other clubs aren't looking at them. You know, we'll pull players from the Mexican League, you know, and, um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. It just, it sucks not yeah. seeing, not getting to root for my American boys. So I root for my English guys. It's
1: like the only sport we can't. I can't. mean, base, baseball, when they go to the World Classic, you know. Yeah. We have a great team, stack team. You know, uh, obviously football, we're very good. American football, uh, basketball, we always dominate. Golf, we, I lost the World Cup, but we have a, uh, not the World Cup, the Olympics, but we have a very good team. No, yeah, we have
0: arguably the best talent. It just, for golf, it's weird because, like, you can just have a good week and you can just cr- cruise. Yeah. Momentum is so big in golf. Um, And, uh, but yeah, by the numbers, America's got the, got the top talent, for sure, in yeah. golf. Um, yeah, you're right. In every American sport, we pretty much we, – we dominated other than soccer. Yeah. Even in Olympics, we're great. We're uh, Especially track and field, we're fantastic in yeah. track and field. We got some fast motherfuckers out here, some strong people. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really just us, Russia and China. It must be it's a numbers game, really. For China, you got a billion people in your country. You have a seventh of the Earth on your yeah, country. You,
1: you got to have some talent there. You got right. have some talent there,
0: and you got money to help support and, and grow that talent. So you should. Except be for, worried. I
1: mean, they're not great at soccer, though. Yeah, you're right. That's another that's another country that struggles with soccer. Russia as well. They're not great with soccer. Every once think it's in a it's while, colder usually in Russia, so I feel like soccer is not the go to sport yeah i guess hockey
0: there's yeah. uh, all the ice sports are great but yeah like every once in a while you'll get a russian player show up in a big league and go oh cool I like a russian player sweet uh but yeah for china korea's been, been been korea and japan every once in a while will produce these crazy stars for soccer yeah. one being Ming sun from south korea he plays for the spurs uh, won the Golden Boot last year. Tied for the Golden Boot, so they they both win it. Um, yeah, man, it it's uh it's weird. Yeah, soccer not big over there. I guess I guess soccer is not that big. Yeah. So what is the main sport over there? I know no China and Japan real big on ping pong. Ping pong. I mean,
1: like gymnastics. Or oh yeah, they're there. real good at gymnastics. Um
0: uh, but they don't play. They don't, I don't. think they really do rugby. They don't do American football, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, base, oh, they, they got some solid baseball yeah. players. Well,
1: yeah. That's more like Japan and Korea, though. Yeah. baseball.
0: Yeah. But China, yeah, they... Um, I don't know. That's crazy. I never thought about China in terms of a sports situation. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's Olympic sports is really kind of what they focus in on. But,
1: yeah. Occasionally, you know. ba- you'll see a basketball player from China. Oh, yeah, yeah. The yeah. last big Chinese player was Yao Ming yeah uh, since then I think there have been a few, but just kind of whatever players
0: no, yeah, I totally feel you on that one um man, so I've been uh going back to music here for a little bit. I've been on like this weird kick lately uh last week, I talked about how I haven't been discovering new music, and I feel like this was the week that that finally changed i was I was discovering new music um as an EDM fan, I feel my tastes are really shifting. Started off as, like, love Skrillex, love Dubstep, it's fantastic, great, give me all the noise. And then there was a period of time where I was really into, like, Hardwell, Tiesto, Progressive House. The stuff that you see, the rave videos on, like, a fucking compilation of people yeah. just going crazy in the stands. That type of, like, popular stuff. Um and then I moved into trap and I still always will be a trap fan till the day I die. I love trap music, love house music too. But now it's moving into this genre called tech house, it's a mix of techno and a mix of house. And I just stumbled into it. I thought I was just like listening to some house DJs and be like, wow, this house music real good. It's like really like moving. It's got cool, like sound design and stuff. And I realized it's a whole different genre called tech house and dude, I'm loving it, man. Add some songs to the playlist uh, a couple of days ago. I got to play for you man cuz they're just uh they're bangers man. They're like it's the type of shit that I would put in a rave scene if I was a director for a movie and I yeah. I told the the dude doing the soundtrack would be like this is the track you're going to play at the rave scene. I promise you it's going to slap. Um it's so like today I just look I literally just looked up a tech house playlist on Apple Music and was like let me just see what you got. Give me some teach me more artists. Let me see some more artists and I'm like I'm like, oh dude, I've heard of all these names. I've seen all these names on festival lineups. And so uh I think I'm in the middle of a new uh a new genre exploration time. I'm gonna That's awesome. Do some more searching.
1: I j I've found so going back to TikTok a little bit, so I hate the songs that become popular and become sounds on TikTok. Fucking hate ninety nine percent of those. Yeah. Uh but there is a lot of great or there are a lot of great artists to be discovered on TikTok. Yes which one I found he uh, did a cover of Noah Khan's new song Stick Season uh, already? yeah <laughs> dude, everyone, Zach Bryan just put out a uh, cover of it on TikTok really? yeah oh man that's awesome uh, so I mean it's getting a lot of traction I think right now on Spotify it's the number 34 song on the top oh nice or that's fucking awesome um, but yeah so he reacted to this dude singing this song and I was like holy fuck that guy's got a badass he's he, like real big guy looks like a te- i mean you want to hug him he's a teddy bear yeah right. this big voice so i started listening to him. his name's Matthew, matthew with an r you know uh, okay yeah okay so his name is rathu but he's just got <gasps> yeah, this big voice. i mean i love him so much i've been listening to him all week but i feel like TikTok is kind of a you know it, it needs to be mined for music
0: oh man you're right like it's it's crazy going back to your first point about you don't like songs that get popular on tiktok at first i was the opposite view i was like i was enjoying the exploration of new music until i cued into tiktok a little bit more and realized like oh fuck if it gets popular on this medium, it's going to become popular on the radio, yeah. and then I'm going to hear it everywhere, and then it won't shut the fuck up, and then I get annoyed. Yes. So now, I'm, I am I am on your train now, but I was previously on the train of, you know what, let's go ahead and accept the new music. Um, but yeah, there's so many artists, and it's always crazy like when... I'm sure you've seen it before. You you get pushed a video that TikTok's trying to determine whether or not to push other users. It's the triple zeros, no likes, no comments, um, no what's the last one? I forgot what it's like shares. Sent, shares or whatever. Um, and uh, it's interesting when you when you see an artist doing like acoustic, classic acoustic guitar singing thing. Yeah. I'm like, dude, is this the next big guy? Am I am I lucky viewer number one? Do I get to see? Uh, I had one the other day and uh, it was not. Yeah, sadly he was not uh, the next Justin Bieber. Yeah, but cool guy, good video, solid. Just um, yeah. Well, but uh, yeah, I think TikTok really is a place where we can uh, discover new music.
1: Hundred percent. I mean, there's, a, I've probably found six or seven guys that I now are consistently in my, uh, I don't know, airplay, I guess, on my phone. Uh, just off of TikToks, so I would see a cover or something and fucking go to their page, listen to some of their music, and it's a great yeah. place.
0: It, um, I did see a story about this one girl. She's the one who has the song, the, uh, the A, B, C, D, E, oh, F, yeah. U. And have you heard the story behind that song? No. So apparently the girl wrote the song, whatever, and finished done. But her label wanted to try to find a way to better promote it. So they decided to do like this, fake uh but it seemed super real because it was done so well where she was just doing a tiktok live stream or it was i think it was a tiktok live stream where she was like all right like give me some ideas for songs like i'm just trying to find like you know the next song for me and whatever and someone said oh you should do a song using the alphabet and so she was like oh ha sure and you know she came back the next day whatever and the song blew up Um, She made it, you know, within a day, a day or so or whatever, and puts out the TikTok with the song with the alphabet as requested and it blows up. Yeah. And uh, some people did some digging. They're just like, you know what? This doesn't feel real. It was too, it felt too staged and too perfect to be like, got a, got a recommendation, makes a song, song blows up. So they did some digging and they found the person who commented do a song with the ABCs And they did some digging Went to their LinkedIn And were able to tie them Back to the record label That the girl yeah. was at And it was like It was staged This was not real Yeah But I appreciate The level of ingenuity Y'all did To make it seem Like a
1: real story I mean it's definitely You know Props Right <laughs> Yeah You're It's th- not that It's not a bad song I mean me and Brock Actually she opened for AJR When we went to see them Oh really Yeah Yeah
0: <laughs> There you go. Um, No, no, yeah. It's not a bad song. It just, I I do appreciate the ingenuity there. Um, And I feel like it it does make it feel a little bit more real. Like I feel like I can turn a blind eye to it and go, that's a cool story. Let's just ignore the bit where that was done by the label. Um, But yeah, because of that TikTok, really, you can can tell any story you want to tell. Uh, You can promote an artist as a nobody, but really be somebody and i can't wait because i know it's going to happen for a big name dj to go under a new alias and start putting out music and just putting out little clips and stuff to then reveal a brand new project there's like fucking this is slumber night and i was like whoa that guy's super crazy wait he looked kind of familiar actually yeah. wait a minute that's skrillex yeah um I think that's the perfect platform to because like before it was SoundCloud, you would go on SoundCloud and you'd have a feed and you, you can go through and just listen to music and you can see what was, what was popular and what was not. With TikTok, you can easily play the change alias game and start putting out little snippets of music oh, and build up an alias that you yeah. decide to create. The most famous person to, to do that in recent years is, uh, which I've talked about before, the DJ's name is .com. He has a lot of a lot of cool other DJ EDM friends, yeah. and he was always the weakest in the bunch. Every other one of his friends was going on doing big things, headlining festivals, this and that, and he just wasn't catching on. Until one day, he decided to start putting music out on SoundCloud under a new moniker, and he would put out tracks and they would blow up. Put up a track and it'd blow up, and that moniker was Marshmallow. And he just was, he just decided one day he was going to take on a whole new alias, whole new sound, and just absolutely just blew up out of nowhere. Um, and TikTok seems like the perfect way to do it since SoundCloud is pretty much dead for the most part. The, it seems like it's just ripe to just take be taken advantage of by the music label. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um... But uh, have you seen? Uh, I don't know if you, it pulls up on your feed or not. People who do DJ sets, they live stream uh, on
1: TikTok. Um, no, I mean I, I've seen a lot of just random live streams and stuff, but I usually just once I see live pop up, I fucking swipe up. I I'll will stop every once in a while. Um, there was a couple that
0: like really drew my attention. You ever see the uh, that coin machine game? Yeah. I always stop to watch those. I'm like, all right, let me see the coins fall. Let me, let me, let me just, just tickle that itch for me. Let me see those coins fall, and a DJ set. Because I'm always curious. I'm like, all right, what music you playing? What's your setup? What's your vibe? But it feels weird because having your phone, like having your phone, is like, oh, I'm gonna listen to this DJ play. I know Diplo did like a Fortnite thing where he live streamed a, a set on TikTok, and I'm like, this is not the best way to consume a concert. Yeah. Um, it just feels like. It's like when people record concerts on Snapchat, and they will record like the whole thing, and be like, "Hey, man, I don't think anyone watched this, nor did anyone care to. It's in fucking portrait mode, the audio's trash, and it's just flashing lights at this
1: point." Like, I, I mean, I'll, I'll usually I'm guilty of posting, you know, no, sometimes you post, too post much, but post video. a couple, one yeah. or two or five videos, whatever. <laughs> but, but definitely not like twenty. Where if I go on your story, it's just. For the next fifty thousand clicks, oh, you're just smashing! Get, you're yeah.
0: smashing through snaps. um Oh man, I think it can tell you at that same concert, that Eptic concert I went to in San Marcos, we had this dude who he was like, I don't know what like his deal was, but he was recording. So I was like, that's fine, people record whatever. But he was like recording the full set. He was going like one hand. I never saw him switch hands. The reason why he didn't switch hands. Cause the other hand had another phone that he was FaceTiming someone. And I was like motherfuckers recording the set with one phone and he's FaceTiming using the other phone. Yeah. And I was like, bro. Okay. Like I get it. I've seen it before. Someone FaceTime. someone I be like, look, this is your favorite artist. Like I just want you to like pretend like you're here. I get that for like five seconds. But this dude was recording like the whole set and he FaceTimed the fucking whole set too. And I'm just like, dude, your forearms, your shoulders must be
1: absolutely fucking ripped. Because I guarantee he does that shit every fucking concert he goes to, so...
0: And I was just I was so amazed there was a period of time because I we we were um we were kind of under the influence at that show where I just focused in on that guy for a while and just watched him because the lights were too too intense for me it was a very sensory overload I was like I just need to watch this guy's phone and I just I need to see him put it down I need to see him put it down I never saw him put it down he's probably still there to this day actually holding up the two phones
1: I, I mean I would be right dedication You're not doing that. You're not fucking dedicated. You're a fake fan, really.
0: Fake fan likes people who fucking look up lyrics. (laughs)
1: I'm like, come on. come on.
0: You should just have them memorized by heart already.
1: Honestly. I mean, don't go to a concert if you don't know all the lyrics to every artist that's playing that night, you know?
0: (laughs) There was a... (laughs) I was listening to another uh, Rooster Teeth podcast, and one of the guys talked about one of the first things he did when he got the internet. Which, if you had to guess, you know, an 18-year-old guy... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I feel like that's the first thing. Yeah. But it was such early days of the internet, porn wasn't on, wasn't really accessible on the internet yet. So yeah. what's the next back thing? You look up lyrics to your favorite punk song because yeah. you can't tell what they're saying. And he literally would look up lyrics and he'd write them down so he could sing along in his fucking dorm room in the military. And I'm like, man, you, you're living the dream. Yeah. You, you are. You're using the internet to its fullest fucking potential. Yeah,
1: it was just... So we had to... I was. With my coworker today, we had to do something similar. So you know the song, 100 uh, Years by Five for Fighting? Yeah. So we are like, we have no idea what the fuck he said. When he goes into the chorus, because he goes into that high shit, you can yeah. hear him clearly. But it's the fit. Yeah, yeah. Like that kind of shit that yeah. every, you know, early 2000s to mid 2000s fucking, I, I don't know what you described them as, like, pop, not, like, on the verge of, like, pop punk, but more on the pop side, yeah. right? Yeah. I think every fucking person did that. And no. it's just so great. Like, I don't, why? Why was that a trend? Nickelback, you know, same shit. Oh, man. Fucking. Yeah, because
0: I, like, I don't know. I feel like in today's music, you're going to sell records. You're going to get plays by having a chorus that's easy to fucking sing along to. Yeah. Because it gets stuck in your head. You can say it in your head over and over again. Um, like, there's a song by Dioro. It's off his newest album, which, love that album. Pretty. It, it's was a really refreshing change of pace in terms of EDM albums because he leaned heavily on his Hispanic influence and he had a lot of singing, rapping, you know, in Spanish. And I was like, oh, you know, this is kind of cool. And uh, But there's one song that fucking the opening line, I cannot get out of my fucking head because it's so catchy and it's so easy to sing along to. Yeah. I'm like, that's what you need in the modern era is you need a song that
1: people easily can get get behind. Back then you needed people to not understand what the fuck you were saying. Yeah, so you, you didn't need- want them to realize that your lyrics were shit. <laughs> you know, you needed to nickel back on. Oh, no, no, no. Songwriting <laughs> was. <laughs> <anyway>. <laughs>
0: lyric writing was the backseat. They're like, we got the song. Like, yeah. hey, Chad, are you going to put any lyric to this? And I'm like, I'm just going to put my little stank yeah, on it. We're it good. I was gonna, just going to grunt for three minutes. <laughs> I'm just gonna, I mean, <laughs> Imagine a rapper just like fucking bebopping his way through a song being like you uh, you going to talk about anything? You're just going to make some noises through the whole way through. Um, Two
1: chains. I'm just going to do that for you. <laughs> it's just ad-libs. <laughs> oh,
0: fuck. oh, man. I wonder how far you could go off of ad-libs. Can we please try that? Like, you, you have a beat going. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, it's your boy fucking Southtown represent just
1: a song full of producer tags
0: right it is producer tags and ad libs yeah. for a minute and a half and you go like all right he's gonna start spitting now right and then we Jason just Jason
1: fu- Derulo <laughs> Kingston oh, right like it's just
0: oh dude we're gonna edit this together this is gonna be a TikTok yeah. later next week I know we can put that one together but yeah I man how much can you fake out fucking fans on a song like that that mustard on the beat I was like oh you know this shit's gonna be fire." like that
1: i feel like that is like music's ver- like a lyrical music's version of like the edm where they do the fake drop right yeah it's it's that kind of thing where it's just i i we need to do that please
0: oh man fuck it i okay i'm gonna i'm gonna we need to work on this i'm gonna figure out how i'm gonna open a garage band on yeah. my like, laptop and be like all right i can do this i can do this um but that's a trend in EDM where I'm not a fan of right now of the fake drops. I'm just like, get it. I get it. You want to put these cool, funny Rick and Morty references in your fucking buildups and shit. But like, can I just get the drop? Because yeah. now I'm headbanging to nothing.
1: Tired of being blueballed balled
0: here. Dude. Yeah. It's literally an audio blueballing. Like you're expecting one thing and you completely get it. It's like when you're singing, you're singing a song. It's got a catchy chorus and you miss where the chorus should be at and you start singing it and go oh there's still there's was another yeah. verse oh okay i'm just gonna shut up now i'm like um but oh man yeah music um a lot of cool music which i'll uh which i put some stuff on the playlist if you've got some new stuff, uh, we're definitely going to add that on the playlist.
1: Yeah, Zach Bryan's new EP came out last Friday. His twenty-track EP is is only nine tracks. Oh, only nine? Oh, yeah, might be. Which, to be fair, uh, that is a quarter of his last album, so it technically is an EP, right? In terms of
0: percentages and ratios, yeah.
1: correct. In terms of the number of songs, it is not. It is a long play, right? It is not an EP. <laughs>
0: feel like the term ep has just like been thrown so out the window because like growing up when i would i first heard the term ep and lp ep was four tracks 15 minutes or less and i was like okay i'm someone who likes rules and structure yeah so i'm like four tracks whatever so i hear an artist say i got an ep coming out i'm like bam i hope i get four fucking tracks and now we got motherfuckers with nine track eps i'm like just say i got a new project coming out yeah you not You don't have to say it's an album. You don't have to say it's a mixtape. You,
1: I got a project well, coming out. So it, it kind of, it boggles me how many people don't even know like the term EP. Yeah. Like I'll say, oh, so and so's got a new EP out. Oh, new album? No, it's a, it's an extended play.
0: Yeah. It's a it's a shorter. Yeah. Um, and even LP, people don't don't realize um LP as well. I'm just like you mean an album like. Yeah, you, they're interchangeable technically. I feel like an album for me, my definition of it is there is a cohesive, like thematic yeah. meaning. It's not just a collection of songs. It's not now that's what I call music. Noah Conn edition. It is a well thought out album with a start and finish to it. Yeah. Um. But that's neither here nor there. Let the artists do what they want. I guess the definitions don't mean anything. It's twenty twenty two. the
1: artists. We're bringing it back. We're bringing it back. The the literal version of EP and LP, we're making them a thing again. I'm You're tired gonna, of all of these loose definitions. There has to be some stopping point, and it it ends fucking now, Bucko. All right.
0: And we're starting we're starting that trend by putting out our EP of only producer tracks. Yes. Fifteen minutes long, four tracks it's going to have all your bangers in there. It's going to, it's going gonna, it's gonna to blow you away. It's going to, how they say, blow your socks off.
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, really, I think we're, we got something with this.
0: We said it, so we have to do it now. Yeah, That's how we're the internet works. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We're going to start working on that right now.
1: If in the, within the next month, I'll, I'll give us a month just in case something pops up within the next month. If you don't see our new project, our new EP, uh, we will end the podcast forever. So I said that, so we have to do it now.
0: All right, I guess we're doing it. We need to come up with our our artist name. Um, uh, you know, I'm I'm thinking DJ Riff on Tap. Uh, not Riffs on Tap, but Riff on Tap. We're gonna yeah. riff on that tap.
1: We're gonna just riff it with or the we fucking could do producer riffs tag.
0: With a Z. Uh dude, we're real gangster. We're real. We new, do like we're New York gangster.
1: Riffs with the Z, and then on is a zero or the O is a zero, right? On. And then tap that A is a four, and then a lowercase P. To so it's a, it's a lowercase T, a four, and a no. We'll go uppercase P at the end. <laughs> I, I I love
0: yeah. the thought process and the thinking behind yeah. that
1: because it's cool. That's the cool thing to do, right? It's right. R- random, you know, numbers in there and just uh, capital letters where they don't belong. I think that's the cool thing to do because we're not – we don't – fuck structure, right? I mean, fuck, fuck the establishment.
0: I saw a, a fucking name today, and this will be a last thing, and then we'll wrap it up here. I saw an artist name today that when I say it to you, it may not sound that crazy, but when I spell it for you, it will be different. The artist name was 365. Okay. That's a very understandable good name. It was spelled the 3 Six IX five IVE
1: three six five. So I don't like that because no. that's that's not correct. No,
0: so. no.
1: How am I supposed to fuck? It yeah. just I get the, the
0: the the three for an E. Okay, make both of them threes. So by yeah. the way, make both of them threes.
1: The six for the S. No, no. A 5 for an S, sure. Yeah. But definitely not a 6
0: for an S. Maybe, Jay, maybe rethink your name, man. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It was a DJ, so I don't know. I, I've i never heard of this person before. I just saw their name on the radio, and I was like, what are we doing here? Come on. But I'll do more research, and I'll find out they're probably something crazy. But anyway, you have anything? Any last parting thoughts before we wrap it up here?
1: Uh, Go listen to Zach Bryan's new shit. It's great. Um. Go give Rathu a, you know, follow on TikTok. Listen to some of his stuff. He's very good. Love him. And uh, I think that's it. Sweet. Well, that's going to do it here for Riffs
0: on Tap. Uh, it's been episode number 52. Um If you like what you heard and would like to listen to more, you can go to our website, riffsontap.com, that's riffsontap.com, where you can find links to where you can grab all the other previous 51 episodes uh, on your platform of choosing. Hey, as well as while you're there, if you're looking for something new to listen to, why don't you check out our playlist that we have there? We've got a Spotify playlist and an Apple music playlist, uh, with just a collection of a lot of the tracks we've been listening to. We update it pretty regularly as, as we find new songs, we just add them right on there. Um, so if you're looking for some new music, it's got a whole mix of everything on there. So I'm sure you'll find, uh, something you like, who knows, you may find your next favorite track on there. Um, but overall that's going to do it for us. Uh, we thank y'all so much for listening and we will see you next week. Bye-bye.